I want to personally invite you to join me and all the other Brock stars for this year's 13th live and in-person plant stock event outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the little town of Black Mountain. It's 1,500 acres is loaded with wildlife, trees, trails, streams. It is a nature wonderland. And what's also a wonderland are all the incredible speakers that you get to hang with all weekend long, like Jane and Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Will Bolshewitz of Fiber Fueled, Carly Bodrug, Miss Plant You, Dr. Gemma Newman is over from the UK. We have Dr. Don Musalem from the Mayo Clinic, John Mackey, the ex-CEO of Whole Food Market Stores, myself, Brian Hart, and a special appearance by the Plant Bros. Here's the kicker. All these Brock stars are there from Friday till Sunday, and they want to rub elbows with all of you, whether it's over buffets of Plant Strong Fair for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whether it's going on an afternoon hike, a swim, pickleball, frisbee golf, kickball, cornhole, dancing, we're having live music. It's all there in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call Plant Stock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on Plant Stock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there. Hello, Plant Strong gang. I hope everybody's doing really well. I want to welcome you to another episode of Snackables, where we chew on all things related to food and specifically, usually plant-based food. I've got a special guest for us today. Actually, as many of you probably are aware, the last Snackables that I did with Jess, Jessica uh, Hegarty, Jess was about nine months pregnant and she was ready to give birth. And Jess gave birth just about a week and a half ago, a little baby girl named Ellie, Ellie Hegarty. And Jess and her husband, Evan, and Ellie are at home doing fantastically well. And we wish them well over the next, next couple months that Jess will be away. But in the interim, I want to introduce you all, and many of you know of Amy Mackey, but Amy has been an integral part of the Engine 2 slash Plant Strong team for, geez, Amy, I would say it's probably eight and a half, nine years, right? Yep, nine years. Yeah, nine years. And Amy and I, we first met, so we started throwing these Farms to Fork events in 2012. And the first one we did was here in Austin, Texas. It was on Boggy Creek Farm, which is this really cool organic farm. And we had about, gosh, we probably had 500 participants. And Amy was one of the participants. You came with your husband, Bill, right? Mm-hmm. And what inspired you to come to that event? You know, we had been on the the Engine 2 plan since January of that year. And the event was in March. And I wanted to learn more about it. And I was in Kansas City at the time. And so I thought it would be a great opportunity to come to Austin, where my husband and I had our honeymoon. We'd been there before anyway and loved it. It would be a great place to sit and learn. Yeah. And the Boggy Creek Farm was amazing. So drove down for the weekend event and got to meet you and the whole Esselstyn clan and uh, the folks at Boggy Creek Farm, it was a life-changing experience. 
Yeah, that it was it was a really fun one. And then afterwards, I think what happened is we had a free community that people could join. And you joined that. And if I remember correctly, you were such a fantastic advocate of the lifestyle. You were so supportive of everybody that was coming into the community that I actually got tapped uh, or I got approached by, at the time, the person that was kind of running our community to say, you know what, I'd like to bring in this Amy Mackey woman because she is such a cheerleader of the lifestyle and so positive and so upbeat and just has so many skills. And I said, let's do it. And so you came on board and you have been with me longer than anybody else (laughs) at this point in time, (laughs) other than, of course, my wife, Jill. Uh, But so, yes. And, uh, and you are now, I think, you know, your title is the curator of all creative content. You help with so many things on social media. You are the keeper of the keys for where everything is and all of our archives. And, uh, and you're also one of the, our online Rescue 10X coaches uh, that support people on this, on this journey. Um, anything you'd like to add to that? You know, it's been an incredible nine years getting to not only um, learn so much information, but to share that information with so many people and be part of their journey, whether it's helping them with how to get over a hurdle or what if I'm gluten free or how do I get my family to do this with me or I travel a lot. There's so many different hurdles that people can encounter when following this lifestyle that I've sort of tapped into how I can make it easier for people, because ultimately, if we can make it easy, People will follow the plan and being part of that journey for so many people has just been really special. Well, and so that's what we'd like to talk about on this episode of Snackables is what people can do to make this journey as easy as possible. I think that this is probably, and you'd agree with me, one of the most important habits that you can become proficient at to make this lifestyle stick um, for the long term. And so just right out of the gates, Amy, you know, as a health coach, you have seen, literally seen and heard every excuse for not being able to do this from it's too expensive, it doesn't taste good, it's too complicated, I don't have the time, uh, I don't like to follow recipes, but this, and I'll let you say what it is, this particular skill will take out every excuse that anyone can throw at us. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, before you start eating this way, if you're following the standard American diet, chances are you probably aren't following a recipe for every meal you eat, right? You're grabbing a bagel for breakfast and grabbing, you know, drive through for lunch and for dinner, you know, something that comes out of a box, something that's super easy because we're all really busy. Ultimately, you're probably not following a recipe for breakfast, a recipe for lunch, a recipe for dinner. We, we are all about the convenience life, right? We've kind of gotten into that habit. So ultimately, if you can't grab something at a drive-thru that is 100% plant strong, and if we're trying to cut back on all of the packaged items that are loaded with sodium and oil and things of that nature, how do you make this stick without having to cook constantly and do really complicated things? Well, the answer to that is bowl building. Bowl building. Exactly right. It goes back a long way. I mean, in 2017, I wrote this book, The Engine 2 Seven-Day Rescue Diet. And when I did this, in order to 
make sure that this thing, this worked in the real world, because for the most part, all of the data that I'd accumulated for this book was from people and their success stories, but people that had come to a Engine 2 seven-day immersion program that was either in Hawaii or Sedona, Arizona or Asheville, North Carolina. And I wanted to make sure that people could do this at home. And so I actually uh, did a bunch of different pilot studies with people that are doing this at home to prove that they could get these kind of results without being locked away, you know, in the mountains of Sedona or on a little island in Hawaii. And what we discovered is that people can absolutely do it. And one of the key ingredients is bowl building, no recipe rescue bowls. And just to kind of give people a little background here and, and, and why we are all about the bowl and building your bowl, creating it is one of the pilot studies that I did was in Mesquite, Texas. And so my sister Jane and I, to make sure that people did not blow it, we created menus for those that love to cook, for those that kind of like to cook, and for those that hated to cook. And we gave them not only menus and, and meal ideas for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we also gave them ingredients and grocery lists that they could go and buy at the grocery store. And one of the contingencies in people signing up to do this is they had to agree to keep a food log of everything they ate for the entire seven days. And so in going over the seven-day food log, what my sister and I discovered is that people were not following any of the meals that we wrote down, all the grocery lists, that all went out the window. They still were compliant, but what we discovered for, because they had to write down what they were eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, is that they were just doing, basically, they were bowl building with what they had in the house. And this is when Jane and I decided, let's meet people where they are, right? They're busy, they don't have time. So let's create these recipe, these rescue recipe bowls, give them the graphic designs, give them all the different things they can use as, as bases, as sauces, as inclusions, just to kind of get this bowl building party started. And it was phenomenally successful. People absolutely loved it. And you have taken this, this torch now and you have run with it with what you and John Fitzgerald are doing with the Rescue 10X program, um, I think in your life, I know that I do it in my life. I mean, before we, we finish here, I want to talk to you about what you and I have both eaten so far today so people can yes, see sure. this is how we live this life. And we love making fantastic, tasty recipes, but it is not the mainstay of our success. The mainstay is these no recipe rescue bowls where you're taking leftovers, you're doing batch cooking and, and all that. So I'd love for you to dive in and, and help all of our listeners that are wondering, okay, how can I benefit from bowl building and what really is the gist of it? Yeah. I mean, the way that I like to explain it is if you've ever been to a salad bar, if you've ever been to a Chipotle restaurant, if you've ever been to a Subway restaurant, you already know how to bowl build. It's really easy. You're just going to use ingredients that you have on hand to build a meal, right? When you are building a salad at a salad bar, 
you're not measuring the ingredients. You know, you're not putting in a quarter cup of red peppers compared to three quarters of a cup. You're just piling things up on your plate. That's how we build bowls. And it can be really simple. It can be very basic or it can be really fancy, Mm. but the process is the same. You're basically just going to decorate a bowl. You're going to add your base ingredients. You're going to add some colors in there, different textures, different flavors. You're going to add some sparks on top to make it exciting. But the best part about it is, is these are custom just the way you want them. Because if you don't like hot sauce, don't add hot sauce. You know, when you set out to look at a recipe, you might like all the things in it, but oh gosh, there's mushrooms and I don't like mushrooms. What do I do? Well, with bowl building, you just skip the mushrooms, right? But we hope we'll change your mind about mushrooms eventually. (laughs) But ultimately, whatever you decide to put in that bowl, that's basically how you're going to build your meal. And the cool thing about bowl building is that you can do it ahead of time. You can do your bowls that you're going to take with you for lunch ahead and have them all ready to go for the week. You can do it individually. You can even do a bar where you're going to have a bowl for everybody in your household but you can incorporate different ingredients. Say you have someone in your house who's still eating meat, they can add meat to their tacos, their their burrito bowl or whatever it is that you're making. There's so many different ways that you can do this, but it's so easy. We really hope that you will dive deep into bowl building because ultimately it's the super quick way that you can live this lifestyle. Yep, yep. And you just mentioned, you know, bar building where you basically have a bar and then you kind of go through like it's a um, it's a buffet line and you just put in whatever you want. And that's what we do, for example, at all the Esselstyn holidays. Our favorite are it's either a potato bar or a rice and beans bar. And you can imagine with with Jane and Anne around the different toppings, the different sauces are just, you know, out of this world. Fantastic. And so, you know, to me, even when we're doing big, fancy events, we're still in essence, doing a version of, of bowl building because it is so, it's so easy and uh, everybody can customize it to their liking, as you just talked Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. Like when we're at our immersions and we have everybody coming through and they're learning so much information, they've sat and listened to, to you know, a couple of lectures, then it's off to go to lunch. When they're going to lunch, we don't have to teach them how to make their bowls, except how to make them bigger. I always enjoy watching the people who have come to the event, watch the Esselstons and the whole immersion crew walk out with these giant plates filled with food. And the people who are new to eating this way generally have smaller portions, smaller, more dainty sort of meals in front of them. And all we have to teach them is just make it bigger. But otherwise, this is great. You're just gonna load things up on your plate, take a little bit of everything, try it out, taste it, see what you think. You can always add a little bit more. You can always take things away. If you if you added, say, um, some hummus to, to a bowl, but you don't like it, just put it on the side, eat around it. You know, that's really how you learn how to enjoy different flavors together. And it's one of the things that we actually cover in the Rescue 10X is how to make different um, ethnic foods, for example, taste that way. Because you might need a recipe mm. to create um, a Greek salad, for example. But if you just want to get those flavors in your bowl, we teach you how to do the different flavors and different herbs and spices, the different toppings that you can put on things to actually emulate the flavors that you're used to finding in recipes. So bowl building can be as creative or as basic as you want it to be. It just depends on how much fun you like to have with your food. Yeah. We just, as you know, Amy, we just got back from hosting our first 
well, this was a six-day, but six-day immersion program in two years. And this was in Sedona, Arizona at the Mago Retreat Center. We had roughly 80 participants and we taught them on that first night how to bull build, how to go through that buffet line. And of course, the first night, the first night's dinner is always the rice and beans extravaganza because it is such a, a mainstay and it's so near and dear to our hearts. And we told people, listen, let us go through first, watch how we build you know, these plates and, uh, and don't be afraid, like you said, to really make it Herculean, right? <laughs> Because as we know, these plant-based calories, especially these whole food plant-based calories that we're eating, um, are so calorie-light, nutrient-dense, that they need to eat a substantial amount more than they're used to just to get the same amount of calories and, uh, and not feel kind of wonky. Um, and, and then so they go through... And, and then we have a whole bar set up where we have all the different toppings. So the different, you know, the, the Jane's 321 dressing or the sweet fire dressing or balsamic vinegars for all of the different green leafies. Because as you know, we're trying to get people to consume anywhere from three to six servings of green leafies a day. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you're building a bowl... You can, uh, especially if, if greens are really challenging for you, if you didn't come to this uh, way of eating uh, from a land where you eat greens all the time, yeah. it can be really challenging to do that. And the cool thing about bowl building is if you just load some greens in the bottom, you're mixing them up with everything else. It's far less challenging to get that spinach in, if that's the green that you've chosen, when it's mixed up in a burrito bowl than it is steamed and having it sitting on the side of your plate when you're not used to that. Yeah. So I think for people who are brand new to this lifestyle, bowl building can be a lifesaver when it comes to getting your greens in. Absolutely. So do you have any kind of graphics that you can share with the, with the, the people that are not only listening, but also watching this on YouTube. And we'll try our yeah. best, best to kind of explain to the people that are just listening. Well, absolutely. And one of the things that we have encountered with the Rescue 10X program, and just in general over the years when um, people have emailed us and said, well, you know, I'm trying to do this, but I'm really struggling. Every excuse that you can come up with and every, and every hurdle, it's not all of them are excuses. Some mm. of them truly are hurdles. What if I'm in a house where there's meat eaters and I'm the only one doing this? What if I travel a lot? What if I, um, you know, don't have an opportunity uh, to sit down and have a really great meal because I'm super pressed for time. I'm really busy. All of those hurdles that you can come up with for not going plant strong can really be answered really simply. And so I have some graphics that I can share with you to show you exactly how easy this can be. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I see a couple plus signs and some really... Yep, hold on. There we go. How's that? <laughs> yep, that's great. Okay. So what I want to show you here is basically this can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. This is the simplest version. So I'm going to start with the top line and just show you how easy it is to create a meal. If you have a bag of frozen brown rice or if you've got brown rice in the refrigerator, you've got a can of black beans, you've got some salsa and you've got a five ounce box of greens, you've got yourself a burrito bowl right mm, there. Mm. You don't have to do anything more complicated than that. Of course you can, you could add cilantro and green onions and you could add uh, jalapenos or some hummus to it as well. You can add as many toppings as you would like to add as many sparks. Um, and we'll show you some, some information on where you get the sparks here in a minute. But ultimately, if you have those four things, you've got yourself a meal. 
and it takes three minutes to microwave the brown rice. So this is a three minute or less meal. This mm. is basically quicker than drive through. You can do the same thing with sweet potatoes and pinto beans, barbecue sauce, and some baby kale. The sweet potatoes are frozen, cubed, already peeled, no oil, ready to microwave, and you've got yourself a meal. Especially if you're traveling, the examples that I've shown you can be uh, really easy to do, even if you don't have a microwave. I mean, all of these meals could be had hot, they could be had cold. Either way, um, you've got yourself a meal to go. And if you buy the boxes of greens, you actually already have your bowl, mm. right? So if you're in a hotel room and you can get yourself uh, Instacart delivery, or you can get to uh, a Whole Foods Market or any other grocery that's nearby, you could actually pick up these ingredients and have them with you in your hotel if you have a little mini fridge or a cooler. These are great for travel as well. So um, your sweet potatoes, your pinto beans, your barbecue sauce and baby kale is a meal. And like I said, you can add more to it or not. Next, I've got a baked potato, um, a box of um, our plant strong white bean chili with some hummus and some baby spinach and arugula. Again, there you've got yourself a meal, super easy. Microwave the potato, um, if, especially if you're in a hotel or even as our executive director, Lori Kordowicz says, you know, gas stations have microwaves. That you can <laughs> yeah. And that's true. When you're on the road, that's really important, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I would, I would, I would, I would make sure that you at least fill up your tank with them, so that well, they're, that. so they're they're okay with you using the microwave for three minutes or. You know, yeah. gas stations are really getting better. They're having you can get cups of fruit now. You can get whole fruit like a banana, or you. I've even seen little clementine cuties in little three packs that you can pick up at gas stations. So that's really handy for when you're on the road as well. But often, chances are wherever you're traveling, there's going to be a grocery store. So uh, somewhere along the way on your travels, if you come across a grocery store, all you need is a fork and you could actually have any of these things as a meal. Now, the hummus, of course, is a recipe, but when I travel, I have a tendency to take a cooler with me and I usually have hummus on hand as well. The same thing goes for breakfast, though. You can have rolled oats with berries and some oat milk and you've got yourself a meal. And, you know, in addition to these items, you can also come up with many, many other combinations. These are just some quick ideas that show you that in the time that it takes to go through the drive-through, you can actually create a 100% plant-strong meal really simply. And you can do it with the ingredients that you like. If you don't like barbecue sauce, try using something else. You know, there's always low-sodium tamari. There's always um, dressings that you can come up with that you can make from our books, whether you like the 321 or the Sweet Fire dressing. I happen to like the Amazon dressing. It's one of the ones that I really enjoy. But all of these can be really simple meals. And you can expound upon these by simply um, now, doing a little before you go on, Oh, before you, oh. can you go back for a sec? So sure. let me just tell you s some of the, the materifications that I would make to this. So on the, yeah. on the top row, actually I would leave that as is. I love that, you know, just the quick brown rice, can of black beans. Let's, let's try and make sure when we're doing the beans that we're, if we can, we're doing the no salt added. Uh, otherwise, and I know you talk about this, uh, Amy in the rescue 10X, but let's rinse rinse the um, the black beans in a colander or something, and then we can get off about 60 to 70% of the excess of sodium that's in there, but we're still gonna be left with about 30% of the sodium. I love that, I love paste picante and then some greens. The only thing that I would change on the second row is I would substitute sriracha for the Stubbs barbecue sauce. That's just me personally. Uh, on the bottom row, I would alternate between the white bean chili and then the firehouse chili. They're, they're, I, I dig them both. And I'm sorry, I would have to kick to the curb 
the Bob's Red Mill and put the Rips Big Bowl cereal there. <laughs> well, you know, I figured yeah. that. And yeah. the cool thing about that is, is that the Rips Big Bowl is a great thing to have with you um, if you are planning ahead. But yeah. if you catch yourself out and you don't have Rips Big Bowl and you didn't get it in the mail before you left for your trip, yeah. you can usually get old fashioned oats at just about any grocery store and even maybe the gas station if you look. Yeah. But these are all really sort of easy, simple things that you can do. Me, I would have the potato with the hummus with the salsa and the hot sauce. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. And some some steamed kale in there. Yeah, I like it. Okay, what do you got next? So next is, this is our uh, Engine 2 Rescue Bowls. This is the Supper Bowl, the Salad Bowl, Flats, and our Breakfast Bowl. And this is these are guides that are in the Engine 2 7 Day Rescue Diet book yep. that Rip was talking about earlier. And these guides are really handy because they give you all kinds of examples. So think about these as sort of meal starter idea centers, right? Each one of these is an idea for breakfast or flats. Flats are just what we, we use, uh, um, an open face sandwich, a uh, burrito that uses one tortilla or um, pizza, yeah. strong pizza. Yeah. And so all of these things um, give you different ideas that you can draw from to build your own meals. And these are not exhaustive lists. Obviously, there's over 400 different varieties of plants and, and uh, or vegetables and fruit and uh, beans and, and starches that you can add to your meals. We couldn't fit them all on the sheets, but these are actually examples that you can draw from and um, learn how to build more bowls and sort of stretch your imagination. Isn't it uh, something like um, seven or eight meals that we have typically in our repertoire? Yeah, so, so, so what I heard from my father when he first started talking about this in, 19, in the 1980s was he would say, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, what am I going to eat? I'm gonna starve to death, there's no variety. And the reality is, is that most American families, when it comes to dinner, they rotate through six to seven meals, basically their whole entire lives. Six to seven. And so there's really not much variety whatsoever. I mean, I just look at what the guys at the firehouse would eat, and it wasn't six or seven, it was more like three or four. There's like no variety. So the fact that there are a infinite number of possibilities that are before us and you can get so creative. And the only limiting factor really is our minds and, and, and how creative we're willing to get. So don't let, what am I gonna eat? There's no variety, be an excuse. And uh, you'll overcome that in very short order. Yeah, I think you'll actually find that you are trying new foods that you've never had before. You're branching out, you're trying collard greens for the first time, or you're having um, quinoa for the first time. There's so many different plant foods out there that are really amazing and can create an, an incredible variety in your, your um, meals that you have each week. If you just uh, take a look at the guides and say, oh gosh, you know, here's this thing. I wouldn't have thought to put that in a bowl, but that would be great. Yep. So these are available for you. Uh, they'll be on the podcast episode page that you can download this particular document with the um, different, the meal builders on it. And um, the best part about this way of eating is that you actually can do it a bunch of different ways. Ah. Um, you can make this as simple or as complicated as you want, again. And I'm gonna show you how to do it the simple way because I'm all about the easy. So you can do batch cooking where you're gonna batch all of your um, base ingredients, things like grains and potatoes and beans and things. You can create larger amount of those than you would normally make for one recipe because you're gonna actually eat those things all week long. 
We have a batch cooking 101 guide that you can get in our plant strong community that you can download and it gives you all kinds of tips to how to do batch cooking super simple and super quick. Hmm. The other way that you can actually do it is you can find a variety of frozen ingredients that are now chopped up, ready to go, oil free, that you can load up in your bowls that can make this really, really simple. So next time you're at your local grocery, go through the frozen food aisle and you're gonna be looking in the frozen vegetables section, but you can find everything that you can see pictured here, you can find in the frozen food aisle, aisle of your local grocery from you know beet spirals to um, cubed sweet potatoes, cubed kabacha squash frozen from Stalbush Farms is a great one. There's um, rice cauliflower, there's uh, any kind of ingredient that's a vegetable that you can think of that would go in a bowl, you can now already get ready prepared. You can get frozen greens, you can get frozen kale, frozen chard, you can get frozen beets. Uh, there's so many different ingredients that you'll find now in your freezer section that can really make bowl building super simple. So if you have any of these ingredients, let's say you've got your rice cauliflower, which is technically a green, You've got your black eyed peas that are frozen and ready to go. You've got, um, let's say, let's throw in some um, ooh, zucchini, zucchini. And then you're going to top that with some hot sauce or maybe some hummus and a little drizzle of um, sweet fire dressing. You've got yourself a meal. Any of these things can be put together in any combination that you like, but just know that I don't expect you to go out and clean and prepare your own butternut squash and cube it up. Can you do that? Absolutely. But you can also get it already done. So if you're all about the simple and you really don't know how to cook or you don't really want to take the time to cook, these are really great shortcuts that you can do. All you have to do is heat them up. You can put these things in a steamer basket if you want. You can toss them in the microwave if you want. But basically, these are bowl builders. If you think about what a salad bar looks like and how you have all the sections with all of the different foods, this is sort of the same example right in your freezer. And mm -hmm. so those are the two different ways that you can go about this from batch cooking to, to everything frozen and prepped ahead of time. Yeah, like this Saturday, I was in charge of dinner and I said, all right, I got this. And so I pulled out some of the plant strong pizza crusts. I put out four, which they all, they all come with a little, you know, marinara sauce. So we, I put those on all of them. And then I was like, oh my gosh, we, we don't have many, um, many ingredients for toppings. And I kind of went looking through the freezer and looking through leftovers in the refrigerator. And I was able to find this great big old sweet potato that was left over from the week. I found some panini tofu steaks that were left in there. I found some spinach in the freezer. I found, I mean, literally there was almost nothing, but I found a little thing of roasted corn that was in there. Um, we had one onion that was left. I mean, the cupboards were bare. We had one yellow bell pepper. So I just sliced everything up, put it out there, and everybody kind of made their own pizza, and it was divine. It turned out so well. Um, and so, you know, you just, you just kind of get creative and, and work with what you have. But speaking of which, is this a good time? Do you want to let people know what you had for breakfast today? Or, oh, what do you got here? Well, this is just an example to show you exactly how you can put together a bowl. Now, it doesn't have to be all divided out in sections. This one was done specifically so you could see what all the different ingredients was in here. Yeah. And you've got a combination of already prepared and some frozen and some fresh things. But what I want to stress to you is, is that there isn't a, a right or wrong way to do this. If you've got three quarters of a cup of black beans compared to a half a cup, it doesn't matter. 
have as much <coughs> as you'd like to have in your bowl. You can, you can play with the ingredients, play with the combinations. If you don't like red pepper strips, don't use them. You can use something else instead. There's no wrong answer here as long as you keep it plant strong. We want to always make sure that we've got greens in the bowl in some way, shape or form. And then you're going to just add in the rest of your toppings. And so this is just an example to show you how easy it is to just put all this together. And the best part is you can have all of this hot or you can have all of this cold. Mm. There isn't a, a, a right or wrong way to do that. And we don't care whether you have it heated or you have it have it room temperature or out fresh out of the refrigerator. Either way is fine. But this is just an example to show you how easy it can be. You're just tossing ingredients in a bowl. That's a gorgeous photo, Amy. Gorgeous. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So anything else on the screen sharing or is that, are you good there? I think we're good with the screen share. All and right. so all of these, all of this information will be available for you on the podcast episode page. Nice. So um, before we leave people to go build their own bowls, what did you have for breakfast? Because you're two hours behind me. So you've probably only had breakfast, I would imagine. Correct. I had my standard, which I will take um, Yukon gold potatoes. I pop those in the microwave while they're cooking. I go and get the rest of the ingredients out of the fridge. Once I get the, the potatoes out of the microwave, I add some, um, I get the big bags of pre-chopped kale. I'm not a kale stripper. I don't mind the yeah. stems. I just buy the big bag that's already chopped up, toss a big handful of that. So it's like loaded up and it looks like it's going to overflow, put it back in the microwave for a minute. And of course it'll shrink down. Right. And then on top of that, I put some hummus. I put some hot sauce, um, this morning, I actually had fresh jalapenos chopped up. I like everything really spicy. So I added some of that in. And um, I have some uh, smoked um, mesquite balsamic vinegar that I just did a drizzle because I love that smoky flavor. So that's one of my typical standard breakfasts. Not everybody likes oatmeal. I happen to be a savory person. I prefer savory breakfast to sweet. So that was my standard. Nice, nice. Well, I, of course, did the... The Rips Big Bowl. I did the Dayton Raisin version. And with that, I did a big, I got, I had some frozen berries. It was a combination of raspberries, blueberries, and um, blackberries. Just put, put a bunch of those in a bowl, microwaved them for about 45 seconds. The Dayton Raisin, a fresh banana, um, and then some unsweetened soy milk. And I was off to the races. For lunch, as soon as we hang up, I am going to go to town. I have some actually some leftover stir fry from last night that has onions, carrots, broccoli, some seitan as well. And then I'm going to put all that on a bed with a sweet potato that I have left over. I'm not at my house right now. I'm at, at my office. So I have a refrigerator here as well. So I have one of those sweet potatoes here and then um, and a, on a bed of, uh, of some spinach and, uh, and then some sriracha on top. Nice. Like yeah. that combo. Yeah. You know, and when you, when you're doing this kind of eating, there are so many different tools and tips and things that you can learn along the way. You know, you don't have to have all the, the kitchen appliances. You don't have to have all the fancy things. This can be really super simple. And we cover so many different tools and tips like this in the rescue 10X program. We do an Amy's kitchen hack. Um, mm. I think we have seven of them throughout the 10 weeks of the 10 week mindset mastery program that we go over because I love to eat don't love to cook, don't love to clean up the mess, as many one bowl things as I can do, as simple as I can make this for you. Of all the tips and, and tricks I've learned over the past 10 years on how to live this lifestyle, how to do it simply, those are the kinds of things that we share in the Rescue 10X program that's starting next week. Hmm. So 
when is when exactly is it starting and what can people do if they're interested in knowing more about that it's actually this week october 28th where did october go i know um we start October 28th, um, the day that this podcast comes out, we will be starting our first call at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Rescue 10X program, the holiday edition. We are going to walk people through the holidays on how to deal with everything from Aunt Betty saying, I made the pie that you love just for you, yeah. and now you're plant strong, so what do you do? What to share at, at holiday dinners, how to take something to uh, a holiday party that everybody's going to enjoy, how to not have to be um, as merry, let's say, with alcoholic beverages during the holidays and the tips that you can use to get through those kinds of things, what to do about the cookie trade and all of the things that come with the holidays, all of those traps and all of the um, excuses that we have a tendency to use real um, easily during the holiday season. But Aunt Betty baked it just for me and all of those things, you know, but my brother, you know, he was giving me a hard time. So I just ate the thing. Those are all topics that we tackle in this special holiday edition of the Rescue 10X program, in addition to tools that will take you throughout your year on your own plant strong journey. Yeah, no, the holidays are coming up and there's a lot of minefields that people have to navigate. And you and John do an amazing job supporting people. And I can't think of a better time to support people than over the next two months, get through you know, the new year. And you haven't gained 10 pounds over the next, you know, starting Halloween and going through the end of December. Instead, you're, kinda, you're losing weight, you're feeling great, you're on a roll as we go into 2022. And that is what it's about. Especially, you know, this year coming back after COVID and everything, there's a lot of people that'll be getting together for holidays, you know, for the first time in a couple of years, getting to see loved ones and things like that. So it can be really challenging. And even if you started tackling this lifestyle a while ago, this might be your first holiday together with loved ones or back at the office party. And so these are all things that we can all learn from. I hope that this episode gives you some ideas for some bowl building and know that in the Plant Strong community, which is free for everyone to join, we have all kinds of ideas and, and things like that to share with you. And you'll get inspired by other people's meals who have been bowl building for a while as well. And they post their, their meals and photos of the different things that they're making in there on a daily basis. So I hope you'll join us there and happy bowl building. Absolutely. And for people that, that want to know that URL, it's community.planstrong.com. We have, what, 23, 24,000 people that are in there? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So you will not be alone. There's, there's a yeah. lot of like-minded people out there that, uh, that are rooting for your success, as are exactly. we. Exactly. Yep. Amy, thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Snackables. What a great habit and great lifestyle. What do we want to call it? It's not a hack. I don't call this a hack. It's a... Uh, it's a life skill, I think. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a plant-strong life skill that we want people to really embrace so they can see how easy, affordable, and tasty it can be to eat this way. 